Well, good afternoon, Saints, and welcome once again to Saints Radio. My name is Monica Terrell, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Um, It's a beautiful day, and it's a beautiful day to be in the presence of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, and um, really sitting in the door of the tent in the heat of the day, because it is hot here in Dallas, as I'm sure it is in other parts of our country, Florida, and Arizona. I know that you guys are steamy hot. Um, (laughs) So we just welcome the presence of the Lord as we sit in the door and know that he is going to speak to us in this hour. So it's a wonderful privilege to be with you today. We are certainly missing our Apostle Ron um, sitting at this mic, but we are speaking for the blessing of the Lord and we are lifting him up in prayer He is out for a few days with some health issues. He's going to be fine. He's going to rally. He's going to be back in this chair in no time. But we do want to continue to lift him up in prayer and just trust the Lord to bring um, absolute and complete and perfect remedy to the issues that he's facing and know that the presence of the Lord is there with him where he is. And so, Pastor Ron, if you're listening, we love you. We miss you. We bless you, and we are ready for you to come back. But until then, we have an hour of of spiritual dialogue, conversation that the Lord has ordained, and it's my great privilege to welcome my dear, dear, very prophetic, very gifted, very beautiful sister from Tampa, Florida, to join me, at least through the first half of this broadcast, um, Dion jones and so she's coming with she's coming to to us from her home in tampa florida she has this beautiful backdrop is that tampa where you are it is and it's one of the touch points where we pray we you know do intercessory prayer walks Uh in the city and this is the skyline of the financial district and it's where we actually touch and agree in prayer on saturday sometimes well, that is just so wonderful that you could make that the backdrop. Now, is that a photo that you took? I wish you all could see this. Maybe I'll, I'll take a photo and I'll post it on the Facebook page, if you don't mind. No, not a problem. Yeah, no, um, Elder is, Elder Denise, that is, is very good about capturing um, the different places that God directs us to. And so we typically t- try to take a picture and then obviously so that our sister Laura, who's in New York and also joins us for prayer, can see visually where God is having us to stand um, in that terio and specifically, you know, lift up that that particular area um, of the city. So yes, this is the downtown district. We walk all along this district as well as down the Bay Shore because there's a huge 1100 bed hospital on the other side of a bridge. Um, and we pray for TGH and the leadership there as well, so. Oh, that's wonderful. And the Bay of the Holy Spirit, which is in the backdrop, is um you know was founded in like the 1800s and so we just believe that the bay of the holy spirit is going to overflow in the city and so we walk along the bay and we pray and we just ask the lord to do whatever it is he wants to do and that we would be in partnership with him um in standing in that place well that that's wonderful it's it's so amazing it's so it's such a privilege to walk with to to literally to walk with the lord to know that every place, the sole of your footsteps, you are going on behalf of his eternal purpose. And, and he is 
given you authority to take dominion of that on behalf of his kingdom. And so I, I, I love that. And I, I'll have to tell just a little funny story. Yesterday I was Skyping with Luke and Sylvie Benishon on for Message of the Week. And when they came onto Skype, they had this beautiful background. It looked like they were like in a high-rise condominium or something. And it was real light and airy and and there was windows everywhere and you could see the background of the city and and so I'm talking to them initially and and all of a sudden I realized wait they're not at home so I, I stopped and I said where are you because I didn't I usually know when they're traveling and and they weren't they hadn't told me that they were traveling and they started laughing and they said oh no we just pushed a button and we're we're here in this beautiful room and and so I shared with them about a couple of gosh I guess it's been about maybe five or six weeks ago when we had a zoom with you um we had met together on a zoom to to pray together to prophesy into some some challenging issues that we were facing and to just to take counsel together and it was somewhat of kind of a weighty time because there was a grav you know the gravity of what god was doing in the moment and and when you popped up on the zoom and you your backdrop was like the ocean or the beach it totally threw me because i thought this is great you know you you know, I, I love that because it's like no matter where we are we're in the presence of the lord and we're doing his bidding but i love that because so much of our life is now skype and zoom to connect we have these beautiful capacities to be able to just put ourselves in other settings yeah. So yeah, I don't have that. You can see the sanctuary in the background of where I am in this radio booth. Um, I'm, I'm often wondering if it doesn't look like the doorway to the tent that Abraham sat in because it's hot up here. <laughs> I told Ruby, I said, I'm going to go up there and turn that AC on about an hour early. Otherwise, I might become like a living sacrifice up there. <laughs> but I'm thankful. I'm thankful for this little window unit and for this fan that, that, that we have up here and um, for the breath of the Lord. Amen. 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 So it's so good to have you here. And um, I know that it was the Lord that you're here. And, and I really just want to begin by just opening up conversation of, of anything that God's put on your heart to share with the saints, to talk about, to pray about, whatever it is that you feel um, you'd like to share. Amen. Well, thank you, um, Monica, for inviting me to, you know, participate in the Saints Radio, and especially to our apostle who, um, as you mentioned, is not with us, but will we be returning soon. I, I thank him um, and hope if he's listening that he understands just how appreciative I am of the opportunity um, to speak into the lives of the Saints. And, you know, this is such um, interesting times that we're in, but one of the things that I do know for sure is that um, God is with us. And when you, you know, approached me yesterday about talking and speaking and sharing from the heart, um, I really just feel that this is a time where the Lord is pressing the saints to not only just stand, but stand with vigor and stand with, um, you know, the perseverance and the tenacity in which he's equipped us and the word tells us that we have, you know, in, in his spirit. Um, the enemy obviously will do anything he can to deter us, to distract us, to get us off course. He knows he can't get us to uncommit because we are completely sold out 
um, to the will of the Father and what God has assigned to us. But I've noticed in like probably the last seven to eight months, just these little distractions, and I call them little because in the eyes of God, I would imagine they are little. You know, to us, sometimes they seem like mountains um, and they come unexpectedly and they come with a fury. Um, but I also know that the Lord has equipped us to, to stand and just to fight and to um, just be the saints that are willing to take the kingdom by force, you know? And I'll go back, let's say last quarter, the Lord started dealing with TDH on this. And I told you before we started, if I get off track, you know, bring me back. But the last quarter of 2019 is really where this started for TDH. And Pastor L, I don't think he would mind me sharing and some of his family members were rehabbing these recurrent issues of health and, and some health challenges. And, you know, we began to pray and fast and do the things we know to do. And then the Lord led um, Sister Lorraine and her husband, Con Commander Bernard, to do a teaching on faith. And so we went into that and one of the Saturdays in intercession, the Lord, you know, said to me, I'm going to speak to each of you and tell each of you to study a particular, you know, domain or discipline in the word. And you need to take it seriously. Not that we wouldn't, but I just felt the intensity of the father to say, like, dig in deep and dive deep and make sure you understand, you know, um, the scriptures around whatever topic I give you. And so we all did. And Elder ended up, you know, I don't know if her topic was healing, but she ended up doing a session on um, the blood of Jesus and uh, actually the cross. And then I did a topic on the blood of Jesus. And that teaching for me, you know, you've, you know that you know it because obviously you've grown up under the word. But there was just something very different about that time in that study for me. It was very... Um, personal and it was just a beautiful journey of how the Lord led me through that to the point where there were times when I really felt like I was back in, you know, Jerusalem standing at the cross, you know. Um and I walked away from that with a clear understanding of the power that comes from the blood of Jesus and our covenant relationship with him. Um and even more specifically how sometimes as saints we forget to appropriate it or maybe just, you know, don't um function in it like we should. And so that was the end of the first quarter. And then I came into the new year and we were all, you know, floating along. And then I would probably say at the end of February, end of January, I started having back problems. And I've had back problems for a couple of years, but um, I've known, or at least what I thought I knew the source was. So I went to my doctor and my doctor said, you know, hey, you know, Deanna, it's been a couple of years. I want to get an updated MRI on you. And I said, okay, fine. And we did. And, um, he says, oh, you know, I think everything is fine. Well, I happen to know the radiologist because he's a good friend of mine. We went to school together and he called me and he said, hey, I see the spot on your spine and I'm not really sure, you know, what it is. You know, it could be inflammation, but it could be something else. And I'm just, you know, a little concerned. And he goes, you know, if your neurologist calls you and says um, he wants to do some follow up, then don't be surprised. Well, immediately I hung up the phone with him. And of course, I called my neurologist. Right. I'm like, what is this doctor talking about? Um and my neurologist, who I've had for several years, and I absolutely adore him. He's been probably one of the my favorite doctors. He says, oh, don't worry about that. That's nothing. You know, you just, you know, keep doing what you're doing. And I'll look at the films when it comes in. But I can assure you, everything is fine. And um, I said, okay. And, you know, you hang up the phone and you walk away. And then um, he did call back. And he goes, you know, just for protocol's sake. That was his words. I remember. Just for protocol's sake. Let's 
seeing you to get some updated MRIs and, you know, I'm going to do an MRI of your brain and your spine, full spine. And I said, okay. And I went and did that, never heard anything back. And so, you know, you get a little concerned after two weeks because you're like, okay, well, you just basically MRI'd my whole body. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Right. And so um, he called me back and he goes, oh, I'm sorry. You know, the films were sitting in my log. I didn't see them. But, you know, again, reassuring me, everything's fine. You know, I know everything's fine, but I'll look at them and I'll call you back. Um, and I'll never forget, Monica, I was driving. I just stopped at Chick-fil-A to get something for lunch. And the phone rings and I see it's my doctor and I pick up and he says, Dion, are you sitting down? And I'm like, uh, yeah, not yeah, a good you, thing to hear. Right. <laughs> right, you know where that's Do that they have is. any idea the impact of their words? No. <laughs> and you know, I think he felt so bad because he had reassured me over and over and over I had nothing to worry about. Right. You know, and everything is fine. So Which is I the voice he, of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, Oh wow, now I actually have to give her some good you know, news that's not so great, you know. Um, and I remember because I was trying to order and I'm trying to listen to him and, um, he says, you know, I looked at your scans and, and I am concerned and, um, there are some spots on your brain as well as your lumbar and your thoracic and your cervical spine. Um, we call them lesions and, you know, they, they, they're causing me cause for concern and I think you have multiple sclerosis and, um, Immediately, Monica, I will be honest, you know, there's so much going through your brain at that time that you just don't know what to say, what to do, where to go with that. Um, but I remember pulling over in the parking lot and I remember the tears flowing. I do oh. remember that. And I remember saying to the Lord, you know, Lord, you've preserved me the last 10 years um, with CML that I know that whatever this is or whatever they're, you know, proclaiming they think it is you're going to take care of me. And, and that's not to say that there weren't still a hundred other thoughts rolling through my head at the same time, you know? Um, and basically the, the end result was he needed to refer me to an MS specialist. Mm -hmm. And, um, so he got me on that course and that path and I'll fast forward. So we get into June and I see the MS specialist. And again, during that time, you know, you have so many things, but I, one thing I can say for sure is at the same time that the enemy was trying to discourage me and distract me and get me off path, the Lord was reminding me of his promises. And he was reminding me of how faithful he's been to me. And he was reminding me of the things that he's spoken over me and my life. And so immediately, and when I say immediately, I mean within the course of like, you know, a couple of weeks after you process everything, um, I arose from that last conversation thinking, Lord, I'm not done. I know I'm not done. You know, I know the things that you've shown me in the spirit and, and not just for me personally, but in terms of my connection to the dwelling house, in terms of my connection to the saints network, um, in the broader body of Christ. And, you know, the spirit of God and the spirit of faith rose up in me and said, no, <laughs> you know, this chapter is not finish. It is not complete. And I'm very grateful to my pastor, Pastor Levester, Elder, my sister, Laura, and especially you, Monica, because I remember, you know, sharing that with you and Apostle and getting a text from you. And you said, you are not alone in this. And the enemy, you are not going to die. And we are going to partner with you. And we are going to stand with you to see you through this. And that was obviously the Lord bringing um, 
comfort to me in a tangible way, you know, Mm -hmm. but I remember again, just saying, you know, do you have two choices here? You're either going to fight and stand in faith or you're going to fear. And I'm built to be a fighter. You know, I'm built to be a warrior. I'm built to, um, you know, take the kingdom by force. And so I made up in my mind, you know, that day when I went to go see the MS specialist that this is not what, you know, God has planned for me. And this is not what the journey is that he has for my life. And again, all the things that he has shown me in the spirit, you know, Apostle Ron did a teaching when he came to the dwelling house a couple years ago. And I remember this phrase and I say it to myself a lot. He says, my strength and my confidence comes from my partnership with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I say that all the time now, you know, when these things arise or these challenges arise. And I remember saying that, Lord, my strength and my confidence is in you. You know, my strength and my confidence is in my partnership with you. The things that you have commissioned me to do and assigned to me, I can't do, but the blood of Jesus, you know, cover me and heal me. And I know I'm already healed. So I'm going to function in that manner and I'm going to function and continue doing. And Um, You know, obviously friends and family are concerned, but I remember saying, no, nothing's changed. (laughs) Nothing has changed. We're, I'm going to go forth in the name of the Lord because, you know, this is his promise to me and I'm going to stand on that. Um, Long story short, went through treatment and even in that, just the beauty of the Lord and how he covered me. Um, I remember the first treatment that I went to, I was sitting in the chair and some of the side effects that they tell you, you know, Benadryl and I mean, you got to take Benadryl because you might get a rash and, you know, your throat might close and, you know, all these things that obviously the enemy wants to use to scare you and scare tactics. And I was sitting in the chair and um, my throat did start to close. Right. Um, And I looked up, the Lord said, no, look up, look at that bag, look at the infusion bag. And when I looked at the infusion bag and I saw the medicine dripping into the bag, he says, that's the blood. Whoa. So you speak the blood. Yes. That's good. You know, and I did, I looked up Monica at that bag and I saw those little drops, you know, they're intermittent drops. And I said, every time a drop fell into that bag, I said, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And I don't think it was more than a minute. My throat then opened up. It just opened right up. And I think the people in the infusion center were probably like, what is wrong with that girl down there? But I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been such a a beautiful journey um, because every time, you know, someone comes to you and people don't know how to respond to you because, you know, they want to say, well, I'm really sorry. You know, and I just declare the Lord. I proclaim God's name. And I say, no, this is God. You know, even when sometimes the doctors say, well, we don't have many options. Well, Jesus is my option. That is the only option, you know? So there is going to be a great outcome. There is going to be a a, a report of the Lord. I choose to believe the report of the Lord. Um, And it's been an opportunity to share my faith with many people that I've come across, whether it be people in the infusion center, doctors, nurses, friends, you know, I have a lot of friends from high school um, that sometimes stay in contact with me and they're not they're not in the Lord. But, you know, when they ask me, how did your session go today? I'm in the Holy Ghost mobile. I'm going home to eat and take a nap. <laughs> you know? The Holy so, Ghost mobile. Yes, I'm in the Holy Ghost mobile and we are headed home. It was great. And even now people, you know, they check on me and I, I am so appreciative but I don't want to sound like I'm ungrateful. And when they check on me, my response is, I am absolutely fine. I am doing great because that's how I feel. I think I even shared with you 
after the the first treatment, um, I regained feeling in my left hand. Yeah. You know, yeah, and God. that was like, whoa, like you hear of miracles, but you, I've never experienced a miracle on my own person, you know? So I was like, thank you, Father, you know, <laughs> I can move this hand and I can do, you know? And so um, this journey has been one where I would say to every saint, you know, wherever you find yourself, it may not be a health challenge. It may be a financial challenge. It may be children, you know, children sometimes can present challenges. Wherever you find yourself and whatever the enemy is trying to use to distract you, stand up and tell him, I am not intimidated by you. You know, the word says that I am more than a conqueror. I am the head and not the tail. You know, I'm above and not below. And you just continue to stand and you know that the angels of the Lord are with you. They are protecting you. Their presence are guiding you. Um, interesting story, just gonna sidetrack for a second. Apostle Faladon came, Pastor Faladon came to see us last summer. And I had just hit my elbow on a doorway and actually ended up being in a sling for, I don't know, like a month or whatever. And um, he says, Dion, when you sleep tonight, the angel of the Lord shall massage your elbow Whoa. and you should be fine. Yeah, right? <laughs> and the next morning I woke up and the elbow was fine, you know? So I just, every time I feel Monica, whatever it is, a twinge, a tweak or whatever, you know, and, the, and I, that little voice is in the back of your head. I'm like, uh-uh, the angel of the Lord is with me and the angel of the Lord is covering me. and um, I believe that we as saints have to stand in that place. And sometimes it's actually kind of funny because I'm like, Satan, you know what? You're so predictable. You're just so predictable with some of the things you try to throw at us, you know, and some of the ways you try to get us off course. And it's not us, obviously, you know, it's the Lord. It's the power of God within us, though, that says, rise up. Your faith needs to rise up. Your determination, you know, your perseverance, just rise up in me and rest in me and know that all is well. Um, one of my favorite songs that I just recently picked up is by Hope Darst. Do you know that? No, um, I don't. It's called Peace Be Still. Oh. Um, and I play this song over and over and over, especially, you know, during some weeks where the enemy is really challenging me. But the passage that, you know, really speaks to my heart, she says, Oh, peace be still, say the word and I will. Set my feet upon the sea till I'm dancing in the deep. Mm dancing in the deep mm. oh peace be still you are here you, and i say the you is god god you are here so it is well even when my eyes can't see i will trust the voice that speaks mm. yes yeah. powerful very powerful um and so you know i just wanted to share that with the saints today and just um, encourage everyone, you know, because we all have different things that come in our lives at different times. And again, a lot of times they're very unexpected, but just to stand and just to know that God is with you. And um, no matter how big the mountain is, he's already taken care of that for us on the cross. And so all we have to do is continue to trust and stand in him and function and say, Lord, you know, my strength and my, my confidence is in you. Where do we go from here? What do you want me to do? I'm listening. I'm being sensitive to your spirit and I'm going to be obedient to what you tell me to do. Amen. Amen, <laughs> sister. <laughs> this is so powerful. I mean, it's been such a, I want to say it's been a privilege to walk this walk with you because you are such a champion of faith. And I know that, that, that those that are listening and the saints that were here for the seminar, maybe a year ago when you stood up and you testified in the youth room, or the saints room now, 
um, about what you have been through physically when, when you had gone into the hospital and the, the doctor came in and gave you a diagnosis and you just looked him straight in the eyes and said, get out of here. I, I don't receive that diagnosis. That is not of God. And granted, we have to be careful when we do things like that in a hospital or to a professional, but nonetheless, the way the spirit of faith rises up in you and there is no, it is like when I look at the definition of faith and the first word in the, in the strong says fully persuaded, Mm -hmm. that is what you carry. And that is so powerful, especially in the days that we're living. And it's such an encouragement to all of us because these these days are so uncertain and so many of us are facing things that were unexpected or things that are challenges, just lifestyle changes and, and, and even things, you know, and a lot of things. And, and, and I love what you said about, you know, when the Lord said to look up because I know that throughout this season, he's been so insistent that our perspective stays on him that our perspective stays aligned with his throne that our perspective does not waver because when we look away just like peter on the water when we look away from him that's when we waver that's when we have a tendency to fall i heard um a friend of mine had said she was counseling with with a woman and the woman was challenged by she has young children and she was challenged by raising her children in the days that we're living with mm-hmm. things the way that they are and the way that it's clear that, that we're heading into you know, darkness and dark days. And, and she was really seeking counsel because she was dealing with this fear for her children. And, and I remember that when I was, was chi- in childbearing age thinking, do I really want to raise kids? You know, people would say to the, that to you. I don't know if they did to you because you're younger than me, but they would say to me, do you, do you really want to bring kids up in this world where it is? <laughs> I mean, did yeah. they say that? But anyway, yeah. so think about, you know, fast forward into today, 2020, when things are so uncertain and, and really so dark. And so she's struggling with this. And, and, and the counsel that was giving to her was, you need to get your eyes off your kids. And you need to get your eyes off of anything else that you've got your eyes on for safety and security for them. And you need to put your eyes on God because that is the only security that we have. Amen. That is the, that, that, that's where our promise lies. Our promise, the promise of faith lies. And so I, I just see that it, you just overflow with it. And it's so powerful and it's such a ministry and it's such an encouragement to all of us. Well, God bless Monica. You know, it's, um, you know, all of us, like you said, have our giftings and the things that the Lord has um, blessed us with, you know, that we share freely with the body and with each other. And um, I'm grateful. It hasn't always been as strong as it is now. You know, that's been a process in and of itself, you know, um, being able to step forward. But I, I just feel like we're really in a time where you know, I am not going to leave this earth without seeing the things that the Lord told me are going to be fulfilled, fulfilled. I just am not mm-hmm. going to do that. And, um, you know, challenging the enemy, and when I say challenging the enemy, but standing up, you know, standing in Christ and not being intimidated by what the enemy tries to throw at us, because whether it's a big mountain or these little pebbles that, you know, constantly just wear us down, 
the end result or his intended result is still the same, right? To destroy us, to stop us, to deter us or whatever. And um, I've just gotten to a place where I'm like, no, no, like that is not going to happen. That's not what I've seen in spirit. That's not what the word says. I'm standing on the word. And that's what God's word says to me. That's what his promise is to me. I have a covenant relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything that I am belongs to him and everything that he is, you know, he's given to me. Um, and when I stand in that place and I truly believe that there's no reason, you know, I have this red book. It's my book of prophecies that people have spoken over me over the years. It's the most precious thing I have in my house. I even told the Lord, I said, Lord, if there was ever a fire in my house, I'm getting that book. I don't care if everything else burns down, but I'm getting that book. <laughs> your precious dear words to me, you know, mm -hmm. those are your precious dear words to me. And I flip through that. I go back and sometimes I just look back at the faithfulness of God, yeah. things that have come to pass, things that have not come to pass yet, but I know will. But you know, when you look at that and you just stop for a moment and you think about how he's carried you, how he's preserved you. And that doesn't mean everything has gone the way you thought it was gonna go or has been the outcome you thought it was gonna be. But one thing we know for sure, his way is perfect, That's right? right? That's right. He has our best interests at heart. So whatever I'm going through, and the word tells us that, be content, wherever you may find yourself, be content. Whatever I'm going through, I know he's allowed it because he knows that he's gonna bring me through it. And so, um, you know, you talk about my faith. It's just, I've gotten to the place in him that I'm just like, no, I'm not going to shrink back and I'm not going to stop until I see every single thing the Lord has told me he wants to do through me, through TDH, through the saints network fulfilled. And that's my resolve. Amen. That is my resolve. Amen. I just wanted to leave that with you. I have to go because the judge is going to get back on the bench um, in a little bit here. <laughs> and I have to be in, in place before he calls my case. But I, I thank you again for the privilege. I thank you for the opportunity. I thank Apostle Ron. Speak blessings over him. Like you said, I know he is going to rise to his feet with an even stronger fervor and vigor in the Lord. And so I look forward to that. Too. Oh, yes. Amen. And we receive that. And we bless you, my dear sister. And have a beautiful day. All right, you too. Love you to you and to all the saints. Love you too, Dion, and we'll talk to you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, what a beautiful testimony that was. Kind of makes me a little teary. Just not, just out of the joy. Just out of the joy of the way that the Lord is moving through his people. And, and I hope that that blessed you. I hope that that inspired you. I hope that that really... Um, pressed into you just words of faith and and really the spirit of faith because this is really what God is calling us to this is the walk that God is calling us to you know things are so uncertain and we don't know exactly what lies ahead but what we do know is God's promises are yea and amen and his his plan is perfect and we are walking in, in accordance with his eternal plan as his saints with him to see the fulfillment of all that he has spoken come to pass. And, and I love that. And as she was speaking, I was, I was remembering so many things and, and the Lord was bringing to mind so many things out of scripture. Um, you know, when she said, I know that I'm not leaving this earth until I see the promises of God that he has spoken over my life. What a profound statement that is. And it made, it, it reminded me of just the champions of faith that we find in scripture through the book of Hebrews, through chapter 11, chapter 12, 
you know that those wonderful words about um, the champions of faith who stood and walked faithfully in obedience from Abraham to Moses to Enoch to Sarah, who 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 was a hundred years old, and in that moment received the capacity, the ability, the dunamis to conceive at that time of her life, so that God could be shown faithful to populate the earth through the through the covenant that He had given to Abraham. I mean, goodness gracious, um, Abraham, Noah, who the Lord spoke to and said, this is what I'm going to do on the earth. And not really, I mean, having not seen but believed begins to build this gigantic boat to preserve what God intended to preserve for the earth. Um, Joseph. I mean, think about the the life of Joseph and the way he obediently walked through the eternal plan of the Lord. Um, Moses, Gideon, Samson, David, Samuel, and the prophets. The Bible says that who by faith conquered kingdoms, performed acts of righteousness, obtained promises, shut the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword from weakness were made strong became mighty in war put foreign armies to flight women received back their death by resurrection and others were tortured not accepting the release so that they might obtain a better resurrection but then it says others experienced mockings and scourgings chains and imprisonments they were stoned I didn't mean to bring a downer to this, but I mean, this is what the scripture says. They were sawn, they were sown in, sawn in two. They were tempted. They were put to death with the sword. They went about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, ill-treated, men of whom the world was not worthy. These were the champions of faith. They wandered in deserts and mountains in caves and holes in the ground. And all these having gained approval through their faith yet they did not receive what was promised because God had provided something better for us so that apart from us they would not be made perfect I just that is that is just so powerful and then he goes on in chapter 12 and he begins talking about those witnesses that surround us that we need to lay aside everything that encumbers us every weight that encumbers us and the sin that so easily entangles us missing the mark that entangles us and we're called to run the race no matter what we face no matter what persecutions and afflictions and no matter what warning no not warnings whatever um, the enemy tries to bring against us God has empowered us in the greater works he has empowered us in faith to run this race with endurance this race that he has set before us that we fix our eyes on Jesus keep our perspective on him who is the author and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of, of the throne of God and so I guess what I want to say about this, I, this passage, these passages just came to my, 
spirit as she was talking. Hebrews 12, 2, when it says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher, finisher of our faith. Our faith is, is, is really what, what God has placed within us through our commune with him in his right hand. He's put it within us. It is part of who we are. And, and, and it, as we commune with him and he, puts, he, he sows that faith into us to walk out the hope of salvation, to walk out the hope of what he's, he's planned for us, um, this is our pathway. It is the pathway of faith. It is part of who we are. It is put within us. And it is what we have become through relationship with him at our right hand. But look what it says about Jesus. It says, we put our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and he is the perfecter of that faith. So as we keep our eyes on him through all things, through the challenges, through the difficulties, through any measure of affliction and persecution and just you know the way the enemy tries to come in and just suffocate and narrow and bring fear and all those things, we keep our eyes on Jesus and as we do that, he is perfecting that faith within us so that we can run the race. And it says he did it for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross. What does that mean? Well, we know that joy is the word chara. It's the, it's the Greek word chara. And it, it translates as cheerfulness, delight. And it's derived from the word chero or chairo, the Greek word, which means happy and to be cheerful. So you're, you're walking towards the cross because your assignment is not only to carry the cross, but to go where God sends you to establish the cross and take dominion of this earth. But you do it with joy. It's not easy. It was, certainly wasn't easy for him. But that joy, that cheerfulness, that grace was set before him to be able to endure that. And the same is said for us. We have to look to Jesus as he, as he is the author and the perfecter of our faith, what God has shown us and sown into us, the depths of who we are, our identity, that faith, the f being fully persuaded of who he is and what he has called us to be, our identity and the assignment for which he's given to us. But we look towards it with joy with happiness, with cheerfulness. And we know that, that that word for joy is the root of faith, of grace. And so how beautiful is this, that it describes the optimistic expectancy of the grace of God. So when we look to the cross and we commit ourselves and we're fully persuaded just through what Jesus has done for us, and we, 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 we say yes to the assignment that God's given unto us. We do it with joy. We do it with this incredible expectancy of the grace that God has put upon it, that optimistic expectancy that he, his grace will make it happen. His grace will usher us into it. His grace will move us forward into it as we are obedient to him in this pathway. So in so many ways, this joy it's the power of partnership with him towards re welcoming the overcoming and the progressive nature of his will. 
Because in fulfilling his will, we all know we have to overcome. We have to stay on the progressive path through obstacles, through challenges, through distractions, through interruptions, through things that happen just as we are upon this earth, on this earth, but not of this earth. And God puts those place in our, place, those things in our pathway so that we can overcome them, so that we can, can gain the authority over them and the power over them to take dominion of them. So much of this um, is so instrumental in ministry, too. When I listen to my sister Dion and I, I hear her and I hear all the things that she's had to overcome just during this season with her health, I mean... <laughs> What she's endured has not been easy. She's had to go to the cross. She's had to die to her flesh to be able to rise up and speak forth and live and walk and be a demonstration of the faith of God and the purpose and the plan that he has for her life. And so we do it with joy. We do it with that expectancy that that his grace will promote us and push us forward and bring the breakthrough that we need to, to see the fulfillment of the promise. That's just the nature of God, and that's just the God that we partner with and that we serve. And so that grace will overcome and, and, and enable us to not only break through but enter into the new. And as we go into the new, we face more giants. We face more obstacles because that's just the nature of entering into the promise. But we know that as we do this, as we lay aside everything that tries to encumber us the sin that would want us to miss the mark we put our eyes on Jesus who's the author and the finisher of our faith that very thing that he has just made us to be the full assurance of his eternal plan the full assurance of our identity in him and the full assurance of the walk that he's called us to and the and the task that he's called us to accomplish as we do that, we do that in joy. We do that with grace, with great expectancy, knowing that he is going to fulfill and accomplish all that we have because he's called us to this. He's called us to the greater works. And it, 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 it does entail the cross. And, you know, I know that without faith, it is impossible to please him. And, and the one thing that I want in my life is to please my father and I know you say the same thing from the depths of your heart I want to please him I want to fulfill what he's created me to to accomplish here upon the earth but I also know that I need his grace and that sometimes we have to contend for the faith we have to we have to contend for the faith and so I really just want to encourage you today and say that God's plan is perfect and, and as we surrender and we submit our lives to his plan, he will see the, we will see the fulfillment of that plan in our lives. And it's just, it's, it's just incredible. But of course, we also know that all this comes through relationship and, and through, you know, I, I, was, I, I, was, I was posed a question a couple of days ago. And it was, what would you rather? Would you rather have safety or security? And I thought right then, well, 
and my walk with God, it doesn't always look safe. But through faith and through my trust in Him, I am always secure. And through, you know, through relationship, we find that place of security. It's like, go back and read Psalm 91. I mean, how many times was Psalm 91 quoted and taught on and referenced at the very beginning of this season with COVID-19 and with, you know, all the things that we have faced in this season? Um, It may not always feel comfortable. It may not always feel safe. But I can tell you this right now, in relationship with him, we are secure because he is our refuge. He is our deliverer. He is our salvation. And, and, and we are one in him. And so I'm just really so thankful. I'm so thankful for this season. I, I, and I know that just having talked to many of you that are listening there's been so much fruit that has come forth in this season. And I'm so thankful for that because do you think that in any way that any of this caught God by surprise? No, of course it didn't. But he has met us where we are. He has propelled us forward in the most incredible grace. He has brought breakthrough in so many of our lives. He has brought breakthrough in the ministry of the saints. He has brought breakthrough and and really initiated so many new things in this ministry just by us having to press into his wisdom to find the way to get it accomplished, his way to get it accomplished. You know, sometimes it's just so easy in this walk to to do things the way we've always done them. You know, it worked. So, you know, you just keep doing it the way it's always done. Well, I just hear the Lord saying, you know, get ready for change. And and that's what we've had to do. We've had to drastically change or, or just, I, let me just say, just adjust to change in our lifestyles. I mean, from coming to church to so many of the things that we do just in ordinary life. I mean, I, I was just speaking like maybe yesterday about, I would really just love to be able to go, and this is such a silly thing because it's such a small thing, but I would just love to be able to go to the grocery store without a mask on. I mean, really? Or, or go do some shopping without a mask on. Do, go do some essential things without a mask on. Well, that sounds like such a simple thing, I know. But um, we've had to adjust. And, and we don't know how long this is going to last. God does. And so it's just a simple thing. It's a simple adjustment. It's uncomfortable. But nonetheless, the Lord has also been saying, get used to being uncomfortable. Because, you know, when we approach him, I think about just the priests in the temple when the Spirit of the Lord, when the Lord came into the temple and the priests could not stand for the presence of the Lord. I want that kind of uncomfortable. And, and oftentimes recently I've been really just examining my heart about how I would respond and when he walks in the door. And, and you know, sometimes when his Spirit comes in, it can feel uncomfortable because it presses our flesh and yet our spirit is so hungry for it and our spirit is so drawn to it. It's the flesh that has to die. And so I've been really asking the Lord for myself and for all of us 
that he would continuously bring us into that place of of being uncomfortable in his presence so our flesh would die and our spirit could fully soar so our our spirit could fully be delivered and be 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 free and wide open to be able to move with the incredible magnificent things that he's going to do in our midst because you think about some of the miracles that he's done in just throughout the old testament um I mean, when you see the ground opening and people falling inside the ground, that's uncomfortable. I mean, when you see, you know, voices, thunders, lightnings, and earthquakes in the earth, that can be uncomfortable. It can, you know, if, if we're not in the spirit with that, that could bring a measure of fear. When you see a hurricane or a whirlwind or something like that, that perhaps the Lord is in, that can make us uncomfortable because it can bring fear just the natural natural calamity that we have to face and that we have to endure just while living on this earth. But what we have to do is we have to stay in the eye of that and we have to keep our perspective and our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith, who is working that faith in us and 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 causing it to become us so that we can run this race and see the fulfillment and the beauty of the Lord. It's just, it's just such a magnificent calling and such an, uh, just an incredible walk. And so I'm so thankful for each and every one of you. And I'm so thankful for the righteousness on the left and the right that you represent. And I want to tell you and really just commission you in this hour while our apostle is recovering. And, and we want that for him. We want him to, to be fully recovered, to come back strong and ready but we all need to, to, to rise up and to take our place at the throne and to take our place as righteousness on the left and the right and to pray and to be the intercessors that God is looking for and to really just step it up and, and, and pray the prayer of faith, the prayer of faith, and really believe for the move of God that he is he's, um, that he's bringing into the earth. And so I want to encourage you. Um, be in the Lord be faithful to your calling be faithful as an intercessor don't forsake in any way your relationship with him and the commune that he's calling you to make it a priority in these days stay in the word be in the word this Sunday um, Pastor Fabian was speaking on Sunday morning and and he was talking about the fivefold, and every single part of it was powerful when he talked about the five different offices. But when he got to the teacher, he really drove it home, and he began talking about if you're if you if you're a teacher or a seer, and you know who you are, all of us have the responsibility to be in the Word and to be grounded in the Word. I mean, it's so important. But when he was talking about the teacher, he was ta- I mean he was talking about driving it home. He was saying you need to know the Word. You need to know. You need to know the word. And it wasn't just saying, you know, read your Bible for five minutes every day. It was, I mean, he was saying, you need to know who this person is and who that person is and this story and that story and why God did this and why God did that and where this book is and where that book is. We need to know God's word. And so that's another thing I want to encourage you in. Be in the word. Study to show yourself approved. Because I know in these days ahead, as we really just dig deeper 
and probe deeper into the fivefold, that that teacher-seer capacity is going to be one that's going to really rise up and, and be so instrumental in the way the Lord speaks forth his mind and the way that he does things and the strategies and the timing of what he's doing here upon the earth. And so for all of you that, that have, um, every one of us has um, a calling into the fivefold ministry, be ready and be encouraged. And so I have a couple of announcements. I, you know, I never like to end with an announcement because I feel like the ending should always be like leading us into an altar call or something. But maybe we'll do this after this announcement. I want to remind you, Ruby reminded me this morning and handed me this beautiful flyer that was sent out to the saints just this morning about the seminar that's going to be in September, September 16th through 19th, 2020. And it's a beautiful flyer, and it is entitled, If My People, from that incredible, powerful passage, If My People Who Are Called By My Name Shall Humble Themselves and Pray. Um, that is the focus of this seminar. And it is going to be our first full-on virtual seminar. Which, aren't you thankful we have the capacity to do this? I am so thankful. I mean, as much as I would love to to have every single one of you here in this house, to love on you, to have fellowship with you face-to-face, -face, um, to pray with you in the sanctuary, this is what God is doing for this seminar. And so we give him thanks. We give him glory. I believe he is going to manifest himself in those places where you're standing, whether it's in your church, in your home, houses of prayer, intercessors, in your hearts. He is going to open the heavens and he is going to pour out his spirit upon you in your homes, in your churches. He is going to manifest himself in ways that you may have never known. And so plan to be present. Plan. This, this seminar is just as important as every other seminar, seminar that we've had in person. And so I just want to encourage you to plan your schedule we begin on Wednesday we're not having the newcomers class um, on Tuesday but we will probably have some kind of a commission for intercession on that day I don't know we haven't um, made those plans yet but we begin on Wednesday morning at 9:30 a.m. with session one be faithful to pray like we normally do before those sessions um, the schedule is as of normal I mean we go Wednesday through Friday throughout the whole entire day evening service at 6 p.m. We have a Saturday session at 10 a.m. and I'm, I'm believing that we're going to also have a very special um, prayer time on Sunday morning as well. That will be announced soon. So um, just plan to live stream and to Zoom when we have Zoom meetings and it's going to be just really a wonderful time in the Lord. I'm really looking forward to that. Pray for our apostle. Pray that he I know I already said this but pray that he rallies and and that, that pray wisdom into the doctors, um, that this issue will be dealt with once and for all, and that he will be back in the saddle very, very soon, back at the pulpit, back at this chair, back at this microphone, all the many things that he does here in this house and for this network. Um, we know that that's coming very soon. So 
so thankful for your prayers so thankful that you joined with us today i hope that it was a blessing to hear from sister dion remember that um that joy keep your eyes on jesus for the joy that is set before us we will endure the cross and we will run this race and finish our course together in the name of jesus so i'm going to go ahead and sign off i bless you i love you i am praying for you i am i'm i appreciate you um stay strong in the lord stay well stay healthy be blessed and know that um we're all in this together so until next time which will be tomorrow on wednesday night live or Wednesday morning live, whatever you want to call it these days. Um, don't forget to, to tune into that. And until next week, the broadcast next week, I'm pulling up the calendar so that I can see. Just wanted to make sure that first Saturday wasn't this weekend, but it's the following Saturday. So we will see you tomorrow for Wednesday Night Live. And then again on sunday morning for the worship service and then next week should be back on track so thank you for joining me um, thank you for your prayers thank you for being saints and for standing and for serving the lord in the incredible way that you do i bless you i love you and we will be together again soon so have a beautiful day in the lord amen